Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on. All right. I wanted to talk. I'm so excited to talk about this too. I like actually this, this, um, topic actually woke me up out my sleep. So it's like six o'clock in the morning. Y'all know I'm not a morning person, but it actually like woke me up out my sleep and I was like, okay, I'm going to just lay this down now. Um, but as you guys know, I love me some Jesus, right? Like I, I really do. And, um, I, I, I try to talk about it publicly, but honestly, like I know that I probably could do better or I could do it more. Um, but I really have built my business on a lot of Christian principles. Um, and I really do like try to take the time to really think and reflect and make sure that I am building this business, all my businesses really on a biblical foundation. Um, because I feel like that's how my business has been blessed, um, in these last, you know, four plus years. So something that comes up a lot for myself and just for other believers that I work with is that it can be tough trying to decide how you want to include your faith in your business. Like, do you want to exclusively work with Christians or how often should I talk about God in my content? Should it be on my website? Um, you know, should it be in my, I help statement, right? Like should your, I help statement say specifically Christians or woman of faith or believer or whatever, right? Hashtag Jesus. Like, (laughs) you know, like, is that something that we have to do? There's a lot of things that come up for us as believers. And what I want to say is that I really believe this. You don't have to write God in, in your copy, right? Like it doesn't have to be all over your website or on your posts. You know, it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to use the hashtag Christian entrepreneur or faithpreneur to include God in your business, like for him to really be included in your business. All you have to do is just build upon Christian principles, right? All you have to do is, and I think this is one of the reasons why I talk a lot about integrity, um, because integrity is like, it's a Christian principle, right? Having integrity, what what you do in the dark. Um, Recently, I was reading this book called, uh, what is it called? Becoming a Millionaire God's Way. And... With the CEOs inside the Becoming CEO Method, we read it together um, and it was really nice. And something that came up for me a lot is how God wants us to use um, or God wants us to prosper and he wants us to use our gifts and our money to glorify and build the kingdom. So that's all you got to do. Like, it's really simple. Serve others with integrity, grow and give back. And... As Christians, I see a lot of times we overcomplicate things. Like we overcomplicate what we should be doing with our businesses. And I will say, like on the other end, as a Christian, I'm so measured today because I just want to make sure I'm like not um, confusing the message. But 
you know, we overcomplicate things so often, or we like freeze and do nothing, or we feel shame and we're afraid to market ourselves as Christian because maybe we don't want to turn people away, or we don't want to feel like we're selling the Bible or selling our faith. That was one that I really struggled with. Like, especially, um, for those of you that don't know me, like before, like there was, she's a creative, which was right before becoming CEO. But then there was like me when I was doing like network marketing and when I was just like, building a Christian, like a Christian kind of devotional thing. And something that I constantly struggle with is like, well, I don't want to, you know, sell Jesus. I don't want to like sell my faith. And it's like, that's not what we're doing though. Like, I feel like a lot of times as Christians, we overcomplicate what we're doing. And I want you to challenge, like, I want to challenge your thoughts about this. I want to challenge you in thinking that just because you say you're a Christian, that doesn't mean that you're going to turn non-Christians away. Or just because you are a Christian life coach or um, a Christian VA, like that doesn't mean that you're selling Jesus. Like <laughs> that's, that's not what it means at all. Um, but instead, your business is an extension of the kingdom. And the work you do and the money you get for it, like or the, the payment that you get from it, one, it's a gift from God. But two, it's going to be returned to God in some way right? You're going to, you're going to use that money to pour back into the kingdom or to, you know, pour and, and the kingdom include your family, right? Being able to pay your own bills, like that's pouring into the, the home, right? You're being a good steward of your home. Anyway, I don't like this could get kind of meta. And, and even in my mind, I'm just like, girl, where are you going with this? I don't even know. But I did want to share like five ways you can include God in your business. And I'm going to share like three ways to do it privately and then two ways that you can do it publicly in hopes that like you can see that it's not hard to include God in your business and you don't have to be afraid to do it. Right. Um, so the first thing and I've talked about this a lot on social media recently, and I think I've talked about it a couple times here, but tithe right off the top. Now, this, this is the easiest and yet the hardest way to include God in your business because when the money is flowing, it's usually easier to tithe. And this, this happens whether we're in business or not, right? Like if you're in business, it's easy to tithe when you have money. When you have a nine to five, it's easy to tithe when you have money, right? But when you are scrounging for clients, you know, when, when people aren't coming in, like it can be hard to give that 10%. And I want you to know that the 10% that you're sowing, it's an investment of your faith and it's honestly returning what belongs to God back to him. Um, recently I shared um, on Instagram, I think I shared, um, how like right before maternity leave, I was actually struggling with tithing. And again, tithing is something that I, I truly believe it should be done first. It should be done right off the top. Like whenever someone pays me, I just go ahead and do the 10% and just tithe it immediately. I don't even... I, I try not to count it. I try not to look at it or anything. And whenever I do tithe, like I really am excited about tithing. When I look at the end of the month and see how much I've tithed, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this was so amazing. When I'm able to do an offering, I'm like, whoa, this is like the bomb. And so anyway, right before I went on maternity leave, I really struggled with tithing because in my mind, I kept telling myself, I need this money. You know, like I'm about to have another baby. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen in this upcoming season, I can't afford to give it up. And I was really like battling and wrestling. And I was like, God, like I, I need to save this. Like I'll pay you back. Like I literally remember saying like, God, I'll pay you back. But like right now I just need to save this. And you know, because just in case, like I, I just kept telling myself like, just in case like a rainy day or just in case I don't sign any clients or just in case, you know, whatever. Um, I knew that I was closing certain businesses. So I was like, Lord, like I, I just need to protect myself because 
<laughs> things are, I don't know how things are going to look. And I realized that, you know, I felt like I needed this money and, but I also was like really convicted and in, in thinking that, you know, like not tithing in my business is an act of disobedience and it shows a lack of trust, right? It shows that I don't trust that God is going to bring me clients. It, it shows that, you know, I don't trust that when, when I need the money or when I need something that he will actually provide it for me. And it's not to say that I'm just sitting here waiting around for God to give me stuff. Like, obviously not. But by not tithing, I was literally being disobedient to a promise that I made to him. This Like this year, I made like a promise. Because like before I've tithed and, you know, it's been like, it's been, it's been hit or miss. I'll say that. Up until now, it's been hit or miss. But this year, I really was committed. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to tithe 10% of every single sale, every single dollar I get. 10%, I'm tithing it. And... I realized that when I struggled during maternity leave, not only was it an act of disobedience, but it was a lack of trust. I wasn't trusting that God could actually do the things that he said and that he's done for me before, which is so crazy. And so a way to include God in your business, I, you know, I don't want to get off too much on a tangent, but I do want to say like tithe right off the top. And I know it can be hard. Like, and I'm sharing it because I know it can be hard sometimes to tithe. Um, I know, especially like when you're thinking to yourself, like, dang, you know, that's, $10 or that's $100 or that's whatever. Like it can seem like a lot of money, but I want to just remind you one, the money already belongs to God. So you need to just give it back to him because that's just, that's what we need to do. But also to know that you won't miss that 10% and you will be so blessed. Like you, that 10% that you're tithing, that is you sowing into God's promises. And you just have to remember that no matter what, it's going to always come back to you, right? Through another client. And eventually you're going to get to a point where it won't even matter anymore because you're just getting so many clients that it's like, whatever, you know, and we all have those seasons where we're like, oh, I don't know if I want to give this 10% because of X, Y, and Z, right? So I've talked about this before where I was nervous. Well, I don't know if I said this before, but I, I was actually nervous about closing um, my social media agency. And I was nervous about like saying, okay, I'm not going to take on any more photography clients. Like I was nervous about that because those businesses brought in a lot of money. Um, but now on the back end of things, I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I trusted God in that in that season and decided to close things. I'm so glad that like I can continue to tithe because I've been blessed in other ways. So tithe right off the top. Way number two, pray for your business and your clients. I know I've talked about this before, but um, praying for your business and your clients is so important. I pray for literally all my clients and I have a lot of them because I have, well, I did have three different companies. So what I usually do to help me like just make sure that I'm praying for everyone is Whenever someone's payment comes through, I pray for them like right then and there. Um, then when someone asks me a question, especially when it's a question that we really have to like deep dive and coach through and work through, I pray for them then. Um, I really try to keep my clients consistently lifted in prayer and I extend so much grace to them because of it. When you pray over your clients, you look at them different, right? Like you, you look at them with so much compassion, with so much love because that you've really like you've covered them you've covered them and and you've um you've created a relationship where god is protecting the entire thing right he's protecting you he's protecting them he's protecting whatever you're building creating whatever whatever so i used to have nightmare clients like um i think if you guys listen to like earlier episodes of the podcast like you'll know i talked a lot about nightmare clients and i'm not gonna lie i still you know in the last few last year or so i've had a couple of nightmare clients um but it's never been as bad as it was in the beginning. And the truth is that when I started praying for people, 
God revealed to me that I was projecting my own feelings or that I wasn't setting clear enough expectations and boundaries. And I was like, wow, like I I was able to get so much divine wisdom once I started praying for my clients. So like, for example, I had a client who would text me at all hours of the night and like it would really have me so stressed out. Um, Like day and night, she would just keep texting me. And I started praying for her and I realized that there was two problems. One, she was having like a personal problem going on in her life that she ended up confiding. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, got it. Um, but the other thing was that I was the problem because I I kept responding. Like I wasn't setting the boundary. I wasn't, I, and, and I did set the boundary, but I didn't uphold it. So I finally set the boundary and I wouldn't text her back. And then uh, during business hours, I would send her an email responding to the text. And eventually she got with the program and literally she became one of my, if not my favorite social media client. Um, I've also had like instances where clients, like they didn't pay me, you know? Um, I, I think I've done the podcast episode on payment plans. And so I've had people who like, they haven't paid me, um, or they never paid me, you know, or maybe after the program ended, they stopped paying or whatever. And that's not okay. Right. It's such a lack of integrity on their part. Um, but because I prayed for my clients and because I do pray for my clients, I have been able to really just detach myself from that. And one thing I realized is that while it's tough for me to experience the fact that like, wow, I did all this work, I invested all this time and they didn't pay me. It's also hard being the client who for whatever reason can't afford to pay. And I've been in that position where I invested in something and, you know, for whatever reason later on, I was not able to keep paying it and I was so grateful for the for that person for like she extended the the payments for me um and she let me like change the dates that it could it it was something I could actually keep up with um but I'm saying all this to say that like it was only through prayer that I was able to extend that kind of grace to people and so for like like a couple of people I've extended the payment plan or we just come up with like other options and then there have been times where I've let people leave the contract without a penalty Um, so this, like this recently happened to me actually, where it was a social media client and, um, I realized like a few days into the month that they hadn't paid. And usually I have like in the contract, it says that, you know, they're responsible for paying every single month. But in her case, you know, when she came and she talked to me, we we talked about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you leave the contract. Um, Now, in that case, I hadn't done a ton of work after, so it was fine. But um, I was like, you know, I'm gonna let you leave the contract and there will be no penalty. So I won't make you pay for the remaining two months of the contract. And I was only able to do that, I truly believe, because like I had covered her in prayer and I had put myself in a position of thinking like, you know what, God, there's another client coming. There's someone else coming. There's someone else that's coming that's going to be able to pay my prices and that they're going to be able to communicate with me, you know, sooner or whatever. And I'm not going to let this hurt me. I'm going to let the hurt go. You know, in the beginning of our businesses, it can be very hard, especially, I mean, and actually any point, I'm not going to lie, any point in your business, it can be hard when someone does not pay. Um, But we have to let that hurt go. And we have to know that there's always going to be another person that comes and they pay in full. They honor your time. They respect your boundaries. They appreciate what you bring to the table. And that is where my confidence is. And I know that I get that because I, I literally pray for every single client. I pray for future clients. I pray for my offers. I pray for, I pray for this podcast where I pray for the podcast listeners. Like literally anything I can pray for, I do that. 
And it's only because like, I really want to have continued grace, um, continued empathy, understanding, awareness for every single person, every single life that I am blessed enough to touch. And it really helps me just not stress out so much when things don't go according to my plans. Um, And then also it's a constant reminder of times where I have been on the other side, right? Where I have been the person who struggled to afford something or who, um, you know, was defaulting on a payment or whatever, right? And it also just like, it just reminds me like, it's always, there's always something new to learn. The third way to include God in your business, this is going to be like a, a private way. The third way is to take a Sabbath. So take a day of rest and truly rest. We all know God himself worked six days and then he rested. Why not you? Rest and being intentional about connecting with God during that day of rest is so important. I have to admit that this is one that really is a challenge for me because my brain, it literally always has open tabs. Like my laptop has open tabs and so does my brain. But I try to be really intentional about having one day a week where I'm 100% off and where I'm giving a portion of my time to like Bible study or worship or listening to a sermon. And you know, I have, I have a king, I have two kids. (laughs) And so, um, it's not always easy to, to like sit down and be like, okay, this is my, my day of Sabbath and I'm going to like worship and blah, blah, blah. Right. That can be really, it can be really tough. And one thing that has been working for me is including them in that time. Like, okay, this is my time that I'm trying to give to God. This is my day that I'm trying to give to God. So we're going to start the morning out with worship. We're going to, um, you know, I put on, uh, what's that show? Veggie Tales for them. And they can watch Veggie Tales while I am, you know, listening to my devotionals or reading a Bible study or whatever, right? I really try to be intentional about like giving a portion of that Sabbath day, but also just making sure that I am once a week intentionally seeking God, um, Outside of like the times that I'm praying, because I will say like the last thing I said, the last tip was um, about praying. And I will say that like sometimes the prayers aren't super deep. Like it's not like I'm doing like 40 minute prayers all the time. You know, maybe it could just be something as quick as like, Lord, thank you for Jasmine, my new client. You know, I, I pray that you allow us to have a fruitful relationship or whatever. Right. Um, and so it may be something super simple. So my Sabbath day, I really try to like give myself more time to actually connect and get and dive deep into the word and stuff like that. Things that I'm not usually able to do on a day-to-day basis because life can be crazy, right? Life can be hectic, it can be busy. So this is not to say that I'm perfect and this is definitely one that I struggle with. Um, but yeah, so like I said, you for this one, you may not be in a situation where you can take a full day off, right? Um, one thing that I see that happens a lot with my clients is that like, you're working nine to five or you have kids or, you know, it's like, there's so many things that are going on that it can be hard to like really just turn off for the whole day. So another idea that I've been playing around with, um, and this probably won't happen anytime soon, but I have been thinking about like, what would it look like for me to work six months and then take one month off as my Sabbath? And so for that whole month, like I'm not working, it's just me connecting with God, connecting with my family, like things like that. Um, I think that'd be a really cool idea. Um, or, like me doing six weeks on and one week off, whatever works for you in this season that you're in. But I just want you to be really intentional about giving some of your time back to God. That's a way that you can include him in your business without having to be, you know, outwardly public with it. So here are the two ways to include God in your business in a more public facing way. 
So you can choose to only serve Christians and make it clear in your messaging. I'm gonna be honest, all the woo talk is overwhelming for me as a believer. Um, I was reading a book and like the person kept saying universe and I was like, okay, I can't read this. And I'm not trying to be like a, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I can't, I, I can't, like, it overwhelms me to have to keep translate Because, like, in my mind, usually I translate it. I just naturally translate universe to God. Um, but, like, reading the book, I just could not. I, it was it was happening so much that I was like, okay, this is overwhelming. Um, one thing for me, and, I mean, I guess you guys can tell by what I just said. Like, if a coach or a service provider can't say Jesus or if they can't thank God in their content or whatever, like, personally, I have a hard time hearing their message. And that's okay, right? The thing is that you can include God by being the support person for the people of God. So there's a lot of believers that feel the same way I do, right? There are a lot of believers who they just don't really mesh with people that are, that don't say God, right? They don't, and that's okay, right? That's totally fine. You don't have to feel bad about that. You don't have to explain yourself or anything. Cause I know I don't explain myself. Like, baby, if you're not going to be praying for me or praying with me, then I mean, what are we talking about? But that's just me personally, right? That's that's me personally. There may be somebody, I've, I've worked with tons of clients who they aren't a believer and that's fine too, right? It doesn't mean that I can't support them or help them. But if you want to include God in your business and you really want to be that person that's supporting other people of God, say it because we're looking for you. We're looking for another believer that is boldly talking about how they include God in their business or that they built their business on a biz, uh, on a biblical foundation or that they just thank God instead of thanking the universe, right? Like we want, we're, we're looking for that person. So if you want to be bold with your declaration, use God's name in your messaging, make it clear that you work with Christians. And here's the thing, like I said, I work with a lot of non-believers, right? I, I work with a lot of people who like, they aren't necessarily Christian or maybe they're like more open. So something about me, I actually have a degree. Well, I don't have a degree, but I have a minor in, um, religious studies and so I've studied a lot of different religions and so um I feel like that's also what attracts people to me is like I can be very open-minded I know like what I said before kind of sounded like dang she's not very open-minded but I actually am very very open-minded um it's just that for me personally when I'm investing I'm looking for someone that shares similar values so that I don't have to censor myself right I don't want to have to censor myself and I don't want to be triggered by something that you're saying to me um but just because you like your messaging is like you're clearly to work with Christians, that does not mean that you won't attract non-believers. And honestly, hearing your testimony might be the thing that brings someone to Christ, right? So now your business becomes an extension of like a ministry, which is beautiful, right? Our business can be used for ministry at times. It doesn't have to be a ministry, right? Like my business, I wouldn't say it's a ministry, but it can be used as one. Um, and then the fifth way to include God, since we're talking about testimony, is to share your testimony and outwardly give thanks to God. So we live in a very politically correct time. Like even with what I just said, I was like, ooh, do I want to say it that way? And I do. Um, but we live in a time where people are afraid to use God's name because they don't want to be canceled or seem extreme or, you know, turn people away or whatever. But what I want to say is sharing what God has done for you is a great way to include him in your business in a bold and clear way. So not only is like, you talking and saying like, I serve Christians, you know, this is a Christian business, whatever, like you can say that, but actually sharing your testimony and actually like the things that you know God is doing for you, sharing those things is a great way to include him in your business in a clear way, right? In a very bold way. Everything can be a testimony from getting a new client 
to, to celebrating a year in business, like all of that is part of your testimony. I'm not saying you got to share like how you got saved and all that kind of, no, just sharing the little things that happen to you day, day in and day out. That is part of your testimony. Everything can stem back to God and you can publicly announce that gratitude. Often in my stories, I usually do this a lot in my stories where I'll thank God for my life, for my business. Um, and all the time I get people that DM me and they share their testimony and their story. And it's just a really nice way to connect with other believers, but also to include God in your business because you're constantly reminding yourself of how good God has been to you, about how, you know, where God has brought you, where God is taking you. Um, and so that's a way to just do it outwardly. So I know that both of the outwardly ones were kind of similar, but they're also different, right? Because you can share your testimony and you can talk about what God has done for you without saying like, I serve Christians, right? So if you don't want to like what they say, niche down and, and say you work with Christians, that's totally fine, right? Maybe for you, the outward expression of you being a believer is that you share your testimony and in everything you do, you you give thanks to God, right? Or maybe you don't do either one of those things. You just focus on tithing and praying for your clients and taking a step. Like you just focus on behind the scenes. It's whatever you feel most comfortable with and God will convict you, right? You will find seasons where like, you're really being pushed to share a testimony and you just do it, right? And it just happens and you move on, right? Um, or you may be in seasons where it's like, now's not the time to share right? Now's the time to be quiet. Now's the time to, you know, um, take the Sabbath, right? Connect, rest, recharge, reflect, give thanks privately, right? And that's okay too, because we've seen parables in the Bible where Jesus said, don't, don't tell nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be running your mouth. <laughs> so, um, so it's just important to like, kind of use that discernment. And I guess that's another way to include God in your business is like, praying for discernment. And I guess it goes back to that prayer one, but it's like praying for discernment in what you're doing next, your next steps, your next offer, your next launch, um, signing on a client, right? Your content, right? Being discerning about the things that you should and shouldn't say. Like even this one, um, I've actually woken up several days thinking about this podcast episode. And over the course of a few days, I've written this episode, like written notes for this episode. And um, I'm constantly like thinking to myself, like, this is something I want to say, right? Is this something that, um, and not even just, is something I want to say? Is it something that I should be saying, you know? And after several days of this, I'm like, okay, this is the confirmation I need. Boom. Let's, let's do this. You know, and I woke up this morning and I was like, all right, let's talk. So yeah, those, that's it. Those are the five ways to include God in your business. Hope it inspired you or gave you some encouragement or just like something to think about. And I would love to chat about this in the DMs on Instagram. So feel free to come over there and hang out with me. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave a review, boo. Like I am waiting to see more reviews because I'm like, where's my people at? Because I know you guys are listening. I see you guys screenshotting and sharing it on Instagram. So leave me a review, boo. Okay, until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.